This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein with Pam Pipus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Mr. Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is out this week. It's always so cool when we have you in, Shane. I believe you hold the record for very first guest on Fix It 101, going back to like 2014, maybe, something like that. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, I need to get an autograph before Just we get out of here. Just you can't find any other friends. As long as it's not on a check, I'll give you all the autographs you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's a great idea. It is. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so how are you guys doing today? How, how's everything going, Pam? Did you uh, get working on anything this weekend? Actually, I did. I, I didn't do it on purpose. You know those those projects is kind of just you know like okay, I guess I'm going to do that. But I had the opportunity to go up to North Arkansas, and the best part about it was high seventy one. <laughs> well, and I would and love that. I know it was. I know amazing. who we are as Mississippians and how much we love our state. But North Arkansas is real pretty. I'm telling I mean, you, it's, it's, it's gorgeous the Grand there. Canyon of Arkansas. We were right up in the middle of it and did some kayaking and camping. And anyway, it was just a great yeah. weekend. Well, I was getting ready to come back, and the air conditioner in my truck went out. Now, oh, man. in North Arkansas, that's not a big deal. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> driving You're south. coming home. Yeah. I, was like, I don't think I want to drive to Mississippi without an air conditioner. So I took it to the uh, mechanic, and they were fixing it up. And my friend looks at me, and I looked at her. And this is uh, this is the gal where we built that deck, all-women uh-huh. deck, you know, a couple of years ago. And so, and I looked at her, and I said, well, I guess this is the day we measure that front door. Right, exactly. <laughs> she was like, really? Can we? Can we? Right. And I found out something, Shane, and it was just, it was awesome, is that we measured that front door, we took a couple of pictures, and we went over to the big box store, and they literally built that door in front of us on a really? computer. Are you mm-hmm. serious? Yeah, we kind of picked out what she was interested in, uh-huh. and then we were able to change colors. We were able to because she wanted a storm door. Wait, one, wait, wait, is this like a Polaroid? Did they just spit this thing out, or you order it? Well, it's on a computer, and so they built. And she said, "I want a, a door with very few panels. We right. wanted fiberglass. We wanted a particular color." And we were looking at a friend of mine had these storm doors put in. Have you guys seen these? Where you take the whenever the window, you've got a storm door where you've uh-huh. got a window at the top and a window at the bottom, right. and it's a double hung. And whenever you take that window at the top and pull it down, it brings a screen with it. Have you oh, seen that? That's cool. No. Oh my! So I had seen that at another friend's house here in town, and I thought, wow, you need to look at this. No, wait a second. You you squirreled off on this. Yeah. We were on another thing. No, we were on front doors. Okay, front doors. And so she wanted a storm door, and I said, you need to check this thing out. So we went and looked at it, and the guy showed me, when you pull that screen down, have you ever put your hand through the screen or damaged the screen on a storm screen door? This thing detaches. The screen detaches when you put your hand through it, and then you just raise the window, and it puts it back on the track. 
<laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, that's the kind of screen door I need right that's there. That's not real. <laughs> well, she got a particular color in the screen door right. and a particular front door. And the way it worked at this particular store is that they actually, they charge you $35 to come back out and check all your measurements, which I think is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and then that price is deducted from the install. So she was able to order her door, her storm door. Mm -hmm. We picked up all the hardware, and she's putting in bedroom doors as well. So we measured all of those. And then this guy was going to touch base with her in the next couple of days, come by the house, double-check all the measurements, and then make the order. See, this sounds awesome, and and now I know it's something you go and you set up – and, and and make with them, and then they order it, and you come get it, right? Or they'll no, deliver. they, they deliver, because she's right. going to have it installed. Now, right. somebody like me, I would probably get them to come out and double-check my measurements, but I could install it myself. Right. Okay, well, let me say this. Let's stay with that story. Don't let us forget that. Let's see. As I'm watching this, with uh, all the friends that I meet here at Fix It 101, all my contractor buddies, I, I want to see when those doors are delivered and installed what sort of time frame we're he talking said, about yeah because then that's what's and shane could address this he said it's going to take about six weeks really so yeah. it's not something that and then okay so then we come home <laughs> and i said well you know if you're going to get a new front door you might have to paint the house <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Darn. So now we've turned into this big. And right. Anyway, so we'll see if if the ladies get involved in that or not. If we just put the front door in and say, "Man, that looks great." Well, you know, <laughs> if you've listened to the show, you know Jeff is our normal uh, other host. He's out this week, and Shane comes in all the time when Jeff is out. The great thing is that when these two guys are here at the same time, they're they are friendly competitive builders. Um, so so uh, so Jeff's out. Uh, doing a thing, so this is your time to shine, uh, shine Shane. What uh, now? See, if you don't know, Shane is still the guy at work who still does the work. He's still swinging the hammer. He's still swinging the hammer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. That is rare. So where he was this morning, yeah, six a.m. Those two, those two battle it out when they come in here because Jeff, Jeff has been the check writer for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And, he's uh, the pretty guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. Jeff's <laughs> well, all. Well, I'd argue that. Right. <laughs> well, just don't tell him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's listening so much. Okay. Anyway. But uh, so so you're still swinging the hammer. So I'm not going to be able to ask you what you did because you can get away with a whole bunch of stuff. What honeydew has you have you recently done? I will be perfectly honest. None of them. None of the honeydews. Well, no, I, I take that back. I did finish um, uh, the back patio kind of thing we've been working on uh-huh. for Mother's Day. Oh, okay. She went like a little bar top, so I took some finger joint pine. I mean, um, uh, some. Uh, tongue and groove pine right. flipped it upside down so we got more of a solid surface and the V groove wasn't in there and stained it and sanded it That's, and sealed it and all that this is what happens when you marry a contractor I know right? well sometimes <laughs> she's, she's been waiting a long time for yeah. it so. okay. yeah but that's a perfect Mother's Day gift mm-hmm. see right. I love that I talk about that all the time instead of giving somebody a present uh, you know something go out and buy something do something for them yeah do something like I one Mother's Day, I went in. My mom had this trellis over the front door, 
And I told her, I said, listen, what if I come in with the power washer and we get this thing all cleaned up and painted? And she was thrilled. And we did that really? Mother's Day weekend. Yep. That was my That's gift. a good idea. I've got a power washer. i got to find a mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think there's one that lives in your house. Right. There it, oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Wife. Remember her? I all about her. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I'll have to do something there. I... I um, I'll talk about this latest project that I got into. It's the same. I do the same project every year, but I do like to mention it on this show because so many people ask about it every year is house washing. It's what I did this weekend. So so I bought some house wash, uh, which is uh, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. But I literally bought the I think it's 60 second cleaner, whatever junk is at the home store there. There's a lot of different brands for this stuff. Uh, spray it on, and thirty seconds later you can spray it off. And it, it's a it's a bleach kind of thing. Um, Great project when it's hot. Yes, yes, because you get the mist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, so I've got a um, I've got a little canister that I bought at the hardware store that you would spray just anything. I use it to spray the house watch. You can you can use it for bug sprayer or grass sprayer or whatever. Is it a pump spray? Yeah, it's a pump spray, but it's yeah. a pressurized spray. Mm-hmm. So I use that to get like way up top on the on the second floor, you know, and and you get it, and you just Get it wet with that stuff, and you go back and you hit it with water. The way I do it is I buy the gallon jug, and I'll pour a half a gallon into the pump spray, and then I would fill up the rest of it with water. You don't want to put that stuff, it's concentrated, It's uh, you don't want to put it straight. So you want to mix it a little bit with some water. You get speckles. <laughs> right, yeah. If you, too, if you do it too high, right. too much, you get speckles. But anyway, what it does, on the, especially the north side of your home oh, here, yeah. here uh, in where we live, uh, gets that green stuff on it. It's, it's no big deal. It's not really hurting anything unless you leave it there for a long time. That's what kills people's soffits and and... You know, eventually that stuff grows and eats. eats well, it's up. not drying out. Right. When it's on the north side because we're we're in the we're in the north we're in the southern part of the northern hemisphere. Right. So most of our sun is going across the south side of the house. Right. So the north side, or if you're under trees, it's yeah. just not drying out. Right. And that's what'll cause the rot, not necessarily the growth, mm-hmm. but that's, it, that's an indication that something's not drying out real well. Right. Well, I saw someone in my neighborhood doing a pressure wash on their house, on their brick house, doing the exact same thing I was doing. But I thought, and I used to use pressure washer a long time ago. You don't need it. You don't. You don't. You don't need a pressure washer. Uh, if you'll use this stuff, and if you need to apply it twice, it'll work. I mean, it's it's good stuff. Uh, so, My and it's favorite, just a regular house wash. We had a you know we had a listener call in one time and talk about that for uh, <laughs> wet it and forget it. Wet it and forget it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I've I should buy stock in that stuff. I use a lot of it. I and, love it. And and it's like. Uh, it's like a home cleaner, right? It is a home cleaner, and you can take it. I've used it on my fence, and I've used it on my house, but you connect it to the hose, and um, then you can buy the refills. So there's no dual thing, and it will spray up two stories. I don't have a two-story house, but I'm pretty oh, sure cool. it would, so that I just spray down the house, and then I walk away from it, wait for it to rain. Right. Wet it, 
forget, forget it. it. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, uh, you know, it's, we're going to take our first break of the hour. Today we're helping with your summer projects. If you've got something you want to talk about, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPV Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and our guest host, Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. Uh, what, is, what is your business name, Shane? Shane McClendon Builder, LLC. Okay. I got real creative with it. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> every time you come on the sh- every time you come on the show, we say Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com. It sounds great. It is. It does, and it's an easier way to get in touch. Okay. Um, good deal. I wanted to go to an email here that we got, uh, not exactly this morning, but it's uh, real new. We're considering the purchase of our elect- of an electric start portable generator to run our refrigerator, freezer, and floor fans in the event of a long-term power outage. This is out of Gulfport, by the way. Uh, We spoke yesterday with a licensed electrician who told us that one option is to install a transfer switch directly into our outside box so that all is required once installation is complete. We'll be plugging in and flipping the switch. Is this a safe option? Is this a good option? Uh, a whole house generator is not an option, but we have an electric start since neither of us has the physical strength to engage a pull starter. So um, one thing I hear there, first of all, you've talked to an electrician. And if you say a licensed electrician, right. even better. Um, obviously, you're going to want to go with your electrician's, uh, you know, if your electrician believes a thing is safe, then. But I will say, a transfer switch is the only real way to do this properly and safely. Yeah, the so only thing the transfer good. switch does is disconnect the generator from putting power back into the power lines. Right. There's a there's a term, backfeed. And uh, a long time ago, uh, and I hate even saying this, but a long time ago, people would take the power from a generator, plug that directly into a wall socket. Mm-hmm which puts power back into the circuit of your home, and therefore it's just not a great way to do things. The better way to do things is through a transfer switch so that the power goes back in at the box rather than at outlets. Um, it's, a, it's a fire hazard the other way. And if you're running power through the outlets, outlets back feeding, and the power company comes back on, You've got a serious problem. You've got an overflow problem. Well, you know, and in situations like that, because I know very little about generators. Mm -hmm. I know Jeff is usually our default, and and obviously Shane knows about them. But I'm going to get the manual Mm -hmm. on the particular model Mm -hmm. of generator that I've got and find out if the manufacturer recommends that type of install. 
that's that, a that's a good idea. And the, the 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 real issue is, and like Shane, you mentioned, the the one thing that has to happen. And a lot of people see these sometimes. There's a there's a switch even sometimes in your in the box where if you flip that switch, it automatically flips the other power switch off. And what it's doing is it will not let two power sources run at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. So, i.e., the generator and the power company. Right. So, uh, it is, it's a great thing, especially if you go out for days. I understand, especially if you're in Gulfport looking at something like this, um, especially for your freezer and stuff. But, and a, probably a six to seven thousand watt generator should cover a fridge, freezer, and some fans, you know. I wouldn't imagine much more than that. Yeah. I'm going to ask the experts because I, I just have no knowledge base of those. I've got one down at the pond that, that is gas run. Yeah. You know, yeah. so if we. Yeah, I've got a 5,000 and and it runs my fridge and freezer and definitely some few fans. And we even keep our Internet up on that at the same time. Right. So there everybody can oh play with Oh, my Lord, internet. you can't be go without that Internet. <laughs> You got, wow. you got kids in the home. You got yeah, to you got to plug. Yeah, right. Job was like shaking his head. Yeah, he yeah, said, yeah. "We need the cartoons. <laughs> All right. We need something." Ruth is on the line, and uh, maybe what's going on, Ruth? Hello. Hello, Ruth. What's going on? Um, I would like to replace a roof over a ten by twelve foot front porch, and I would like a roof that with a banister around it that a person, a couple people, could sit out there. Mm-hmm. I've been told by people you don't want to do that because it's always going to leak and destroy the front wall of the house that's behind it. And if if that's not the case, if it can be done correctly, how can I find someone who knows how to do it so that it doesn't leak? Oh, wow. Uh, well, anyone who tells you that it will leak might not be a licensed roofer because a roofer would, be, would take pride in the fact that the they can make it not leak. What are you thinking, Shane? Well, if you you said people are going to sit out there on top of it. Yeah, it's not very big, so it would just be maybe two people. Right. Okay. So you're looking at like a flat roof situation, which is going to call yeah. you know what you're going to have like the to have. French Quarter look. Yeah, you're going to yeah. need some flashing where it meets back up to the house. A lot of times they'll put um, some roofing membrane or something down, then put sleepers on top of it because you don't actually want to put – we call them sleepers because they're just pieces of wood that are running with whatever pitch of the roof because you want it to have some – type of pit i would anyway have some type of pitch so water would eventually drain off but anyway put some sleepers down they just sit there they don't act they're not nailed down they're not screwed down they're just sitting there and then you would put deck boards or whatever you want on top of that and then you could wrap the ends of it uh with some type of flashing or you know some other type of deck board to kind of cover up those voids and stuff in Mm -hmm. there um we've done that on a couple front porches that they were covered um, on the second floor, but uh, we haven't had any leaks or anything out, you know, any problems out of them. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, but there, there's a lot of little details in there on how you're putting it, attaching it to the house, and, and folding it back in to make right. sure it's not going to leak. But it can be done. Yeah, I was about to say, I just want to let you know that regardless of what anyone's told you, that that that's a possibility. It is a possibility. It, it, it may take longer, may be a little bit more money, but it, it's a possibility. Right. And that's a project that I wouldn't tackle as a DIY. No, I mean, for that very and, and reason. I, and maybe that's why, she, Ruth, you were getting that information. Right. Somebody tried to do it on their own. Because if you don't flash those things right, 
they will literally rot off the house because you'll have hidden water going in between the floor of the balcony and the mm-hmm. um you know the roof of the porch yeah. beneath it and i have actually seen that in some really nice neighborhoods where they had to take the front completely off right and be- just renew and just thing. redo the whole well, you know thing what, Ruth? this is not a handyman gig this is this is well, somebody certified and licensed right and I, I wasn't planning to do it diy i just don't know how to find someone who actually you know people will tell you oh yeah i can do something but uh-huh. they can't always and I, I want to find someone that really can do it correctly where do you live at maven okay not not in town but a little bit out from maven the 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 thing is it's it's not whether you can get somebody it's whether you can get somebody out there um well now it's going to be difficult because it's just so hard to get people but i would start with the mississippi board of contractors msboc.us and look for a licensed remodeler right okay can you give me that address again msboc Stands for Mississippi State Board of Contractors. Dot us, not dot com. Dot us. Yeah, another thing I tell people is to call the Home Builders Association of Mississippi yes. and ask for somebody in that area that's a member. That's, yes. that's another. That is possibly. a good yeah. Home yeah. Builders Association of Mississippi. Do look that up, and you'll find a whole bunch of builders. The great things when you look at the home uh, at the home association, the home builders associations in your local area. The great thing about those is that you know you're not going to get into those if you're not licensed and sure and all that other jazz. I mean, it's part of it's part of being in the club is that you got to be legit. So yeah, uh, and you want to make sure and. <laughs> And I tell folks this all the time. Cheap could cost you thousands of dollars. Right. <laughs> you know, because if you, if you do a shortcut on a project that mm-hmm. could allow there to be water damage, you've just set yourself up for a right. really bad day. <laughs> I know how hard it is to get contractors right now. I've had so many friends trying to get somebody over to the house. And, and a lot of contractors right now are, are, are wanting to get to your job, but they're full up. They, 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 you just they, want to be on somebody's list. Yeah. You know, and nothing nothing will happen today. Right. Well, I've been having quite a few things done, and that's how I've worked it. I've been on people's lists for months, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Someone who who mentioned the Mississippi Board of Contractors told me who what to ask for there, and I didn't get that written down quick enough. You're just looking for a licensed remodeler. License remodel. Yes. I've been writing all this down. Yeah, because some folks, you know, are like I'm a licensed builder, Shane's a licensed builder, but a licensed remodeler tells me that they're willing to come because there's a difference. Yeah, a remodeler is going to tear out bad and put in new uh, or, you know, or repair bad, put in new. Uh, A builder starts from the bottom. Right. They, you know. right. Well, you do have some builders that um, do both. I mean, I was right. like when I when I went to go get my license, uh-huh. their license, the remodelers test. I can't remember exactly. Let's say it was sixty questions. Uh-huh. The home builders test was sixty seven. I liked my odds. No you way. Know, yeah, I'm serious. Okay. And it was just it was the same material, just having more questions. So I was like, well, I can do more with the with the home builders license. Right. So I, right. I went and got that. Right. But it was still man, it's probably still six or seven years before I ever turned a screw on a new house. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I hope that helps, Ruth. Did, uh, did you get some good info there? Wonderful. That, that's exactly what I needed to know, and I will follow up on all those. And thank you so much. Thank you, Ruth. Have a good day. 
All right, let's talk to uh, Greg and Brandon. Keep on moving. What's up, Greg? Good morning. I had a comment about house washing. Yes, sir. Go for it. I always go to the big box store, get the concentrated bleach, and I always add Tide or Dawn to my pressure washer, and and I think that helps it stick to the to the wall a little bit better. I've heard of that, putting the, the tide or dawn into into the thing. You know, dawn is used a lot. That was actually mentioned here forever ago by uh, by Pam to put in when you're cleaning your pipes. One of the things that one of the things mm-hmm. when she said cleaning your drains is to boil water, put a little dawn in there. Yeah, it's a great, um, and I don't remember what the word is, emollient, something. Emulsify? Yeah, somebody's going to call me. It's that stuff you put in there to get it to do right. It's Um, amazing. I'm not sure what it's called. I think Dawn is like saying aspirin now. It does like 90 different things. Right, Right. but keep in mind, if you're going to use it, put it in last. Why? Well... (laughs) Have you ever put uh, Dawn in a bucket and then oh, put yeah, the water yeah. in? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're mostly that, suds at that up. point. Right. <laughs> I learned that at 16 washing my car. Yeah, yeah. you put I the, think, yeah. I did make a mistake one year. Some A buddy told me to get TSP and add that to the solution, and it etched my windows. <gasps> oh, no. Oh. Yeah, don't do that. No, don't do that. Well, yeah, they sell that house wash stuff. It's pretty mild, but it, all you have to do is put your nose to it to realize we're dealing with some form of bleach here, you know. Well, and um, you want to be careful. Let me mention this now. If you start throwing bleach around, you better not have any plants around the house that you're attached to. Or clothing yeah. that you like the color Art, of. One, one little trick, <clears throat> excuse me, real quick. I called uh, the, comp- the, the bleach manufacturing company one time and asked them what to do. They said before you bleach or use it around your house or anything for cleaning, yeah. saturate the plants and bushes because that way when the, the bleach and stuff comes off, it's just runoff. No way. Yep, because it said it actually breaks down. All it is, it breaks down into salt. Huh. Then it'll it'll kill your plants. But they said if you'll if you'll water it for a couple of days and saturate the soil, really? then the then the bleach and stuff won't absorb into the soil. It'll just be run off. Interesting. It'll okay. kill something else down the road. Right. Well, good for it. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what I love most about what Shane said. What? I called and asked. That is cool. I will that say a, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I will. How did you think to call Clorox one day? They've I mean, got a they, number on the back. Right? <laughs> I love this guy. They probably don't anymore. Now it's a website or something. Yeah, it's a YouTube. I can see the one guy in his office going, "The nerve of this guy calling me." Call, no, I yeah, think they love this is it. One number. Yeah, they probably love it. Yeah, because you got to be careful with bleach, folks. Yeah, it can do some damage. And it's fun. It's time for another break. When we come back, we're going to talk garage door maintenance this gets spooky too don't do it when is the last time you checked your garage door we have some simple diy items that can help you with your garage door functions so stay tuned if you want to join today's show give us a call at 877 mpb ring it's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org stay tuned Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, host of Southern Remedies, Relatively Speaking. Join the conversation every Tuesday at 11 as we dissect issues that are important to you and your family. That's Relatively Speaking, Tuesdays only on MPB Think Radio. 
You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and our guest host, Shane McClendon from Shane the Holden. Man, homebuilder.com. That's still the nicest thing anybody said about me all day, so you're good. Sorry, Don't worry about it. <laughs> right. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org like this guy. Um, here we go. We there is a crack in the grout that goes from one wall to the other. I'm thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Is that an expensive fix, or should I go down to the slab and investigate? Um, that that's the full question. So I'm thinking there's a crack in the grout. I'm, I'm assuming a shower. I don't know. Uh, I'll say if this is like a. Well, crack in the grout. You got just maybe a tile floor or something. Right, right. Could be thinking about just pulling the old grout out and putting in new. Uh-huh. One can do that. Typically, the reason for a crack in grout is, might look at your substrate right before that to see, make sure that that was, if anything was put under an underlayment, maybe under this. Well, if this is tile. a wall, right? Oh, if it's a wall, you well, know, said inspect the slab or to inspect the slab. They right? wanted so to I'm know. assuming it's a floor. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, it says a wall. Didn't it say, it say a wall? wall? Yeah, from one wall to the other. From You're one right. wall to the other. Right. You know, there can be all kinds of reasons that that grout comes out. Right. You know, it could be time. It could be mm. that it wasn't done right when it was put in. Right. All you know, kinds of reasons. I think I might give it one shot to, to try it again. You yeah, know? I did that. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah. And uh, an easy way to do this, uh, and this is from Denise. Denise, the way I've done this in the past, they they make a little grout getter for a Dremel tool. Yeah. And boy, that makes it so much nicer to do. It's easy to do. It's messy. Yeah. Dremel tool, if you don't know what that is, is a, is a, it's a kind of a handheld rotary tool. Um, it's, people use it for everything from arts and crafts to, to, uh, you know, uh, making holes in metal. I mean, yeah, it, can, awesome. it can do darn near I love anything. Mine. But, I use it to cut. I use it to grind. Right. I use it. Yeah. I use it all the time. Now, mm-hmm. please, please, please. Use safety goggles. Oh, oh no! This is uh, safety goggles is almost required with these because it, it is kicks required. Back. Oh yeah, because that even the tip will shred, and so yes, if you're working on something and that shreds and it goes, it, I mean, you could really do some damage. Right. So be sure you've got um, some type of eye covering on you to whenever you use this type. I'm going to put tool. you in a safety vest. Yeah, well, You're like I'm Buzz Killigan every time I want to have fun with a tool. <laughs> <laughs> says says the girl who sliced the tip of her right, finger right, off yeah. last weekend. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm saying get a Dremel, get that grout out of there, give it another try. P.S. You're never going to make that grout look the same as the grout that went in it's the first time. Match. It just won't match. It's just not going to match. And then she asked right after that, what is the uh, what is the cost of the sealer to protect grout? It's not much. Very it's not little. Much. 30 bucks maybe for like a little pint or something. Yeah. Right. And you put it, you're using a sponge and you, you just be sure you clean it really good and then yep. you just wipe it over the top. Right. right. You should be doing that. Okay. Here we go, Shane. How often should we seal the grout in our tile? I, it kind of depends on what, because they make different grouts now that are supposed to be 
seal you know they already have a sealer or something in them or like permacolor or whatever but i usually tell everybody six months six you know. months mm-hmm. and yeah. then i have to do something to it as you think about it you put your sealer on there right and then you mm-hmm. clean your shower your right. cleaners and stuff like that are going to eat it up you know get you know in right. six months how much sealer do you really have left on there or in there you know that's what I, I tell know, everybody. i've never thought about that i've never thought about most that. most folks don't <laughs> Shane and I are over here reading the instructions. Well, I mean, I, I a lot you know. of people want to do white grout in a shower, including uh-huh. my wife, who yeah. I begged not to. Right. So, yeah, it's, I mean, they make additives to put in there, and I did all of them, and it, it helps like some, but the it chemicals to keep the quote mold yeah. out and things right. like that. I yeah. did, because I got talked out of the white and went with a gray. And right. I'm so grateful that I did because I lost that fight. You lost it. I lost yeah. It. Well, I hope you got stock in Tilex or Clorox. Yeah. Because to clean that all the time, I guess that's what's stripping your 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 thing off is cleaning it with bleach every time you're. Pretty over much. There. There's a product um, line. Um, shoot, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, that they sell at Lowe's. Yeah. And they have an everyday cleaner, and they have you know. Uh, the, stripper or you know right. like you would say like a um, heavy duty i think it's acid cleaner Yikes. so like once a year i say use that stuff mm-hmm. huh. you know yeah. or, you know and take it take it off take it down scrub right. it clean it up real good and then come back and put us you know put a couple coats of the sealer on it and then um you know like and use your everyday cleaner to clean it because it's not as harsh to it and for everything uh you know, for you saying that, and every time Pam pulls out a, you need to check this every six months on the show, which is usually every week, right. something. <laughs> so you can well, have a full time job just walking around your house doing stuff. Taking, it is a all job. In the house is a maintenance. So. It is. It's a job to take care of your house. <laughs> And yet, what's so interesting to me is that folks, they won't pay attention and then they get all angry when it's time to sell it, and there's all these problems. And it's basically right. because they just didn't pay attention. And we're going to talk about garage doors. Yes, that's what I was just about to get to. One of the things that people don't think about is how dangerous that garage door is. Well, it's crazy. We've had a, a garage door specialist on the show before. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you can look at on your garage door and help out with. Probably the biggest thing when we had a garage door guy here on the show was – it's unbelievable how many people's garage doors stop working and they don't know that it's the little lights on either side mm-hmm. of of the garage that point at each other, the little eyes that point at each other, that know when something's crossed, when to close the door, when to open the door. It's funny because you can redirect those things sometimes just by hand, just by eyeballing it. Yeah, if you've got a friend that can help you with that, you want the beams to be able to – they connect because right. that's what we're doing is breaking the beam. Right. But if you don't have that – and that door comes down and you've not tested those springs right it can hurt you i have a friend that it dislocated a shoulder i have a cousin who killed her cat wow i mean these doors are heavy and if they don't have a way and we're not checking how they reverse Uh they should have and shane help me with this there is a it's called a safety reverse Mm -hmm. so if the beam doesn't work and that door hits something Uh uh-huh it should 
back immediately out. back back up. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. That'll happen sometimes if the door gets kind of out of kilter a little bit. Like because I've had one brand new installed and mm-hmm. then go down about halfway and come back up. And it's because the side rails were, were too close together and it's pinching them it was a little pinching bit. Them. Yeah. Yep. So they had to come back out and adjust. That's crazy. And I was like, did you not check the thing before you left? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, um, well, there's some screws on the back side of the motor. Mm-hmm. Now before and with a friend, uh-huh. you can get put the friend on the ladder and you can stand at the door and you can use I've, I've seen people use paper towels you can actually grab it with your hand i don't recommend that because if the spring is too strong it could really jerk on you if there's a loose screw in the spring you've got a projectile right <laughs> so and i've even seen people use a two by four the reason i don't like the two by four is that if this if the if it's too strong and it hits that two by four, you've just torn up that door. Yeah. Because it'll bend and crack mm-hmm. there in the middle. So the person who is on the ladder can adjust these tiny screws that are on the back side of that motor to where it is more sensitive so that it'll back out. Another thing I want folks to look at, I want you to stare up, open your door, and go look at where the chain goes right down the middle. Right. Okay. Right above that chain, I want you to look at the condition of the top of the panel of that door. If it's split, there's a problem. Huh. Interesting. And it will start. It means that there's too much stress Mm -hmm. there. And that door going up and down. It's just like my knees going up and down. Right. Up and down. They're wearing out. So that door will start to split right there, and I've seen them. Then you go, and it hits something, and it'll split that door right down the middle. Well, um, I think a lot of us have some garage door stories. I know one of the things I wanted to say before we get into this is that if you've got a garage door, uh, don't go playing with those springs. Don't go thinking you can DIY those springs. Don't touch the springs. Now, the springs are... It can literally be deadly if you do that wrong, if you don't know what you're doing. So leave those alone. Let a pro deal with those springs. But, you know, the panels and things like that, there are things you can do to spruce them up. Or uh, I've seen one friend of mine had the kind that I guess they're aluminum or tin or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were able to pop it back out, repaint it, and everything. It was dented, you know, mm-hmm. by the car. They popped it back out, repainted it, got everything looking That's good. That's the big thing that I'll see is that it'll, they'll be dented from the inside because Mama got in with the kids that morning and forgot the door was <laughs> <Hit> reverse. Hit <laughs> <Right. Hit> reverse. <laughs> just dented that door. Well, if you don't fix that, then you're starting to get some stress on it when it goes up and down. Right. And especially if it hits it right at the seam. Mm-hmm. You can you can really have some problems, but then you can check some things. I think there's a spray you can put on the bearings. So I was sitting in my backyard sipping my coffee one morning. And I was like, "What is that?" I sounded like cats were fighting, and right. it was a garage, garage door, door that they hadn't put anything on the bearings in a while, and it sounded like cats fighting every time <laughs> it would open and close. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Time for our uh, last break of the hour. You still got time to get your home improve, improvement questions answered this morning. Eight seven seven MPB ring is that number. You can always send in an email. Also, fixit one hundred and one at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Shane McClendon from ShaneTheHomeBuilder.com is in this morning for uh, for Jeff, Jeff from Houseworks, who's on the boat today. He's I'm on saying. the boat. He's yeah. catching some fish. Good for him. Yeah, I saw all those red snappers mm-hmm. like a big old. That guy lives hard. He really does. I feel for him. Uh, all right. So if you want to get somebody, if you want to get an answer for a question, you can call 877-MPB-RING. I've got another email here that I want to get into. This one's got a little, gets a little deeper. We have a driveway that is a repeated mud puddle. We have recently spread gravel over that area, but I was wondering if there was something that I could spread over the gravel that would help absorb the water and strengthen the ground. Did not the Romans use lime or something similar? And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, uh, you can dry things up with lime, but the problem is you got water coming onto that you driveway all the time. Problem. Yeah, you got a drainage problem. Uh, that water doesn't have to be there. We got to get rid of that water, and then you won't have the issue at all. Am I correct? Yeah, well, it should. Yeah. Sounds like they've got a gravel entry to the right. house, and then they're they're having some problems right there. I would work on trying to, to do something on the sides of that to help with the drainage to keep the water off of it in the first place. Could you do simply just a drainage ditch on either side? Well, it just depends on, but that's yeah. you know that's where I would start. Right, is to look at something like that. Um, but, you know, also, if you've got a low spot, filling it with, I love slag because it packs. Now, tell people what slag is. Slag is a byproduct of making steel. Yes. And people use that for uh, gravel roads and mm-hmm. whatever. The difference, what slag will do, my experience with it, is that it packs in. Mm-hmm. And so gravel will spread. If you drive something across gravel, yeah. you're going to get ruts. Mm-hmm. You won't get that with slag. <laughs> it packs in. And it's cheap. It's cheaper than gravel, I really? think. Yeah. I mean, and it's... Because it's a byproduct. Yeah, because right. it's a byproduct. So you just have to find... I got mine from um, one of the stone places out in Brandon one time, and they just brought a truckload and dumped it at the end of my driveway. Right. And then I used slag to go... I came out two feet around my entire house and put a slag um, walkway, kind Uh of, and it keeps the drainage. So now any water that hits that drains right off of it away from my house. And then I also, um, when I had my fence built at my house, um, it was just I wasn't paying attention, Shane. You know, I just wasn't paying attention. And they put, they built it straight on the ground. Well, I've got a negative grade on one side, and it started to rot out those bottom boards. Mm -hmm. So I cut those boards up, and then I went with slag about a foot. So Mm -hmm. it's six inches on either side, the entire length of the fence. So it never rots. So it doesn't rot. That's so cool. Good for you. Yeah. Hey, I want to follow that real quick with someone who's never bought bulk. So they show up with a truck. Full of slag. Mm-hmm. What in my mind? What what kind of truck do I need to be looking at? Am it's I looking, a dump truck. <laughs> a dump truck. Okay, a dump it's truck. It's a bigger. It's cheap that way. I mean, it's cheaper. So so when you buy it, how much? Do you, how do you know how much to buy? Well, they sell it in yards, and I. How much is a yard? Well, you've jumped right out of my. I think. I don't I, know. Yeah, I did slag. I'm gonna say. 
four or four or five years ago and right. it was four hundred dollars for the truck that's i mean that sounds about right the thing is with the slag when we try to do our construction entrances and stuff uh-huh. sometimes the mill doesn't have any because they'll, they'll go straight up to the steel place and go mm-hmm. buy it really mm-hmm. yeah and then but it's sometimes you have it sometimes you don't really i had no idea yeah yep. i don't think you can buy this in small quantities yeah. You might be able like a, to go you to can't some. Go buy a bag of slack. No, I don't yeah. know that there's. I don't. I've never seen it. I've never seen that either. The only time I've ever gotten is just like a whole dump truck load. Okay. Yeah, and then. And so for then, those who've never done that, the reason why I'm asking, it's like you know, a lot of people will buy a truckload of sand or dirt or mm-hmm. anything like. They don't know how to do that, but you can go to. Uh, your local co-op, your local hardware store usually has got stuff in the These back. These landscaping and then places. Yeah. Um, and that's how they deliver. In their, and, and do some work on that. Google the word yards in in relation to uh, material weight, that kind of thing, so that you know what you're buying, how much that get, covers. Yeah, what you want to do is, and I just walk off my measurements when I'm doing something like that. I'm not going to deal with the tape measure, but I'm just going to walk off, and I just assume that one stride is three feet because okay. I'm short. Right. So I can go however however many steps. Mm-hmm. That's how That's the linear length of what I want. Okay. And then I will let whoever. So look like if it's 10 steps. Then I've got 30 linear feet. Okay. So I'm going to tell the landscaper I've got, and, you know, I'm not going to buy it for 30, 30 linear feet. Let's get real. Right. Okay. But <laughs> I'm 30... going to have a lot of things I need to do. Right. And we're actually getting ready to down at the pond. We've got a gravel entry, and we've got areas where we had a, a pool work done last right. year. And it dug out area you know those big concrete trucks coming in dug out some areas right and so we'll get a load of slag down there and just spread it and get it on those you know across the dam and but you that's a big project you're going to want and if you want to do it you know word to the wise because i'm crazy enough to do this as a diy you need a wagon not a wheelbarrow i got a whole thing on that on youtube because a wheelbarrow has one wheel uh, one wheel Right, yes. And you move that with brute strength. There are a lot of things I can do, but I'm just not that strong. Yeah. So I have this awesome wagon with these big wheels on it. It's right. got four wheels. So then I get me a buddy. We fill that wagon up with slag, and that's what happened. And then we rolled it around. And I love this thing because it's a dump truck. <laughs> so I can I release it, and it dumps. This thing? One of the big box stores. Oh, okay. That's cool. I tell all no, my friends. Got all the toys. I'm right. telling you, go. I got two of those wagons. I love those. Wagons. Right. <laughs> it's so funny, Jason. You said you can't buy a bag of slag. Uh-huh. Can you? I mean, Amazon has everything, man. No way. Amazon. <laughs> but, has but, a, but I think it's different. It's Black Magic coal slag. It's like a coal and slag mix. It might be a but byproduct can, of coal. Mining. Yikes. Okay. But you can but you can buy this. It's in the in how the, much is a bag of slag? Bag of slag, fifty pounds is fifty two bucks. Fifty two dollars. I mean yeah. you can get thirty eight hundred, they call it a jumbo well, sale. Wait, wait, wait. How much how much does that weigh? Fifty pounds. Fifty pounds. Fifty pound bag for fifty two dollars. So I can buy So I can buy a sixty pound bag of sand for like four dollars and this <laughs> but this is this is special okay yeah yeah this it better special. be that's what i'm saying yeah. get your dump truck folks you come out a lot of, you come out ahead sounds right. like it because <laughs> on that you're having to pay for the shipping 
Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. You where I can go that. get a dump truck of it, but you better find some places to put it. Go in with some friends, you know, if you want to do that. And I'm also going to recommend, don't let them put it in the back of your pickup. Oh, 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 folks, this was not designed for your F-150. No. It's, it's going to put that thing on the street, on the bottom. Uh, don't fill it up. The tailgate is going to drag. You can put a little, bit. Put a little yeah. but... <laughs> Yeah, don't. I I've told this story on here before. I went to a concrete place one time because I wanted some gravel, and I had a tiny. This did one of them tiny little trucks. Oh, S ten truck or something. Oh, it yeah. was itty bitty, and they put it wasn't about a half a mile from well two miles from my house, and so they put that in there, and I was riding on the back tires. I mean, I don't think the front tires were touching the ground, and I was driving down the road, and my tires started exploding. And oh, thank no. God it happened in front of that. Uh, what well, a tire place uh-huh. and so i just went right in and they looked at me like lady that's the craziest thing i've ever seen right <laughs> i was young Wait, i thought i was gonna get me I some gravel ask, when you went to the tire place <laughs> did you still have the gravel in there oh yeah because they were blowing up as i was trying to get home <laughs> so they had to jack up the gravel too <laughs> we had to take all the gravel out of the truck so they could change the tires <laughs> So did you actually move the gravel yourself, or did the nice gentleman, 19-year-old guys move it for you? They had pity on me. I'm sure. I think I was in my 20s. I look like a fool out there. (laughs) Most of the lessons I've learned have been like that. (laughs) This is who you're learning from, folks. I'm telling you, I have done some dumbass things in my life. All right. Well, that wraps the show for us today. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener was Calvin Klein from Pam Pibus, Shane McClendon. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.